0: Special Agent Fox Mulder hung a now iconic black and white poster on his office wall featuring a flying saucer and a caption reading, I Want to Believe. For all of our technological advances and instantaneous access to exhaustive information, we still carve out a space for the mysterious. Many of us say we don't, but we do. Some of our most ardent atheists have made clear their conditions for belief. They require a miracle. They don't believe in miracles, just as they don't believe in God. But if a miracle could be legitimately demonstrated, they claim they would reverse their disbelief and agree that God exists. But this is not how miracles ever worked. Even the miracles God grants to Moses in corroboration of his mission from Yahweh to secure the children of Israel's release from bondage only serve to harden Pharaoh's heart. In Exodus seven nine, Pharaoh says, Prove yourselves. But even when his demand is met, he is not satisfied. In verse 13. When God sends fire to consume Elijah's wet altar and shame the prophets of Baal, there is no convincing anyone that a God exists, but only that the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. 1 Kings 18.39 Further, in the New Testament accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, miracles seem to be plentiful. But none of them is meant to convince his audiences that something like a God exists. Most of them already believe that and divine authenticity is only the tip of the iceberg of the meaning of Jesus' miracles. Certainly Jesus is God, and authenticating his deity is undoubtedly one of the functions of his miracles, but that is still scratching the surface. Jesus himself rebukes the crowds that are looking for signs. In one instance, he tells a parable of a dead man in the condemnation of hell, begging Abraham for a resurrected witness to evangelize his living relatives, Luke sixteen nineteen through 31 Jesus has Abraham tell the tortured man that unless there is belief in the scriptures, a miracle won't accomplish a thing, verse 31. Jesus later tells Thomas that it is more blessed to believe without seeing, John twenty twenty-nine. The point is this, the miracles are more than they're cracked up to be, but probably less than we often make of them. The miracles are not the smoking gun, in other words, but they are the bright explosions of the violent spiritual campaign against evil. Even today, the New Testament miracles do not serve so much to prove that there is a God, but that the Lord is God and we are not. It's a subtle distinction to be sure, but the miracles in the Bible never appear to serve God proving himself so much as God showing himself. The Lord consistently refuses to be put on the defensive as if he must prove his existence to the jury of mortal disbelief in order to save his life. Instead, he simply and majestically shows off and in the biblical economy of space-time, which is the actual economy of space-time, what we eventually learn is that in a fallen and broken world groaning for redemption, the miraculous is the normal. By contrast, what we have come to call normal life is not normal. Miracles don't turn things upside down, in other words, but right-side up. I'll say more along those lines in chapter 1, but for the moment, let's consider this. What if the miracles in the Bible... And miracles today, should they still occur, are not God trying to convince us he's up there somewhere, looming out there in heaven and trying on earth to get us to acknowledge him, but are actually God showing us that he is right here and right now in charge? What if, in other words, God is not an interloper in our world, but the things we find so familiarly every day, sin, corruption, injustice, decay, death, these very laws of nature are interlopers in his? when we are able to see the world that way, we get closer to the heart of the gospel. The miracles of Jesus serve that end, and when we see the world through the reality of the kingdom of God, the miracles become just as provocative, just as scandalous in this day as they were in first century Palestine. We post-postmoderns pride ourselves on being beyond all that superstitious hokum, but we place our hopes in the same sorts of sentimental magic as the ancients. We worship our accomplishments and our knowledge because we worship ourselves. It makes no difference that our golden calves are gadgets and Google, while their golden calves were, well, golden calves. There is nothing new under the sun, quantum mechanics and particle physics notwithstanding. We seek a heaven on earth, be it natural or supernatural, and we don't want this Jesus coming into the mix with his self-referential agitating By reason and rationalization, we figure we can do just fine without Him. No, we don't believe in miracles anymore. We're much too smart for all that. But as it turns out, God's power is not hindered by disbelief.